Hey queens and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host Janelle Renee. It's our day. It's Friday. I'm so excited, okay? <sighs> I am on. I'm just full of joy this morning and I'm full of joy for you, for you, for all of you beautiful women who take time to listen to the podcast, to stream, to share or whatever, however you contribute, this is for you. Whenever you listen to it today, tomorrow, next week, next year, it doesn't matter. This is for you. I'm excited for you because you are worthy. I'm excited because you're amazing. You're beautiful. You are healed. You are whole. You are delivered. You are set free. You are prosperous. You are amazing. You are, right? Because you are. And so I am just so excited for what I believe that I have to share today on today's podcast, which is called, Do You Really Believe? Like, do you really believe? Um, Because that's the thing. Um, And so, wait, before I get into it, y'all know I can just boom, boom, get come out, shots fire, right? But not today. I'm going to just dial back a little bit, maybe. And I'm just going to say, hey, girl, to my new listeners. Hey, I love you. You are so worthy. You are so important to me. You enrich me. You edify me. You encourage me to continue to go on. We appreciate you here. This is a safe community. This is a a community where we're empowering one another, encouraging one another. We're edifying one another. We're helping one another, right, as a community. And so this is a safe place. It's a judgment-free zone. Yes, you do listen to me, but again, this is for you to not just listen, but to take what I'm saying, to take the tools, the tips, or the experience, and to go take it into your own personal life and see how it can um, help build you up, see how it can help bring clarity, see how it can help, you know, um, you get out, right? Um, So I am just so grateful for you all for joining us for the first time, and so I hope that you um, sit back and relax and just get ready to go on this ride because we're going on a journey this today. And then for all my loyal listeners, hey, hey, girl. I'm just so overjoyed to continually see the support, to continually see um, how, you know, uh, the streams and, you know, and I get feedback and all of that. And I'm just so excited. Um, You guys mean so much to me because this has been a journey for your girl. Okay. I didn't set out to do podcasts. Never knew nothing about podcasts. Still don't think I know much about it. All I do is get up here with a phone. And that's it. You know, I don't have fancy equipment. I'm not in a fancy podcasting room. None of that. I just get on here on my phone and I record content faithfully, not because it's something I decided to do, but because it's something I believe I'm called to do. And you guys help me continue to move forward in that by every time you support the podcast in any way. So I just want to thank you. You guys are the real MVPs. Y'all so dope. Okay. Okay. So today's episode, do you really believe? Because here we are. Here at the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, right, we're redefining a woman's worth. And so we we talk a lot about um, what that looks like, right, what that process may look like or what may be from my own personal process and my perspective, what that look like, what that can look like with biblical um, principles, right? What does that look like? So we, we kind of journey through that together from first season to this season and different aspects of the journey because how many of us know that this is not a one size fits all 
this is not a one and done this thing is multifaceted it has many layers to it. it's like an onion you peel back one layer where you may get healed in one area and you may overcome in one area and boom then here's another one revealed where you still need healing there so and that's okay that's all a part of the process because a lot of times our wounds and our brokenness and you know the the pain that we experience and the traumas they're like um you know, it can be compounded, right? So you you don't have just one trauma that contributed to you getting off course. You may not just have one, you know, broken heart or, or one experience with trauma or one experience with pain or one experience with abuse or whatever it is. You may not have one, you may have multiple. So it's like they're compounded, right? So you maybe you were gonna heal from the one, but then boom, something else happened. So a lot of times when we have situations like that, we can't expect the healing process to be very um, linear, right? We, it, we got to give it room to work its course and then working its course you have different different seasons and different times and different areas where where you might get really strengthened and really healed and even whole in an area and but it may you may still have a weakness over in this area and that's all okay so I just want to encourage you all first this morning that wherever you are in your process even if today is your first day if today is the day you decided that you want to just redefine your worth, if today is the day you decided you want to become the best version of you, girl, you winning. We celebrate you. That's major. That's big because, see, a lot of times the hard part is making the choice. Because sometimes we get so comfortable in our dysfunction or in our low place, we get so comfortable being damaged that we begin to settle in it. And once we settle in it, we we don't strive for anything else anymore. We don't expect more. That's why we can get into relationship after relationship with the same kind of man where where he's he's the same, has the same character, where he's not consistent, where he's not faithful, where he's not loyal, where he doesn't show love, you know, where he's, you know, he he doesn't support you, you know, he he's disrespectful and all of these things like we can get settled in a place because we have devalued our ourselves and we begin to see ourselves through the lens of our current circumstance and so we don't strive for more so when you get to a place because i've been there i've been there i've been there because again we know i you know i'm young but you know i ain't young young so i've been you know dealing with um just having identity issues and not being worthy and not valuing myself and not loving myself right I, i've been dealing with being a people pleaser and 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 allowing myself to continue repeat um toxic cycles in relationship after relationship and, and settling for the same thing for the same thing over and over again i've been a vi i've done that i'm not even gonna call myself a victim excuse me but i've just i've made i've, I've made those kind of decisions for many many years so like I said, you can become settled in a thing, even if it's something that's negative. You know, you can become settled and believe in nothing good gonna ever happen for you. That's why you hear people say stuff like, "Man, don't nothing good ever happen for me." Every time I turn around, it's something. You know, every you know, it's always something bad. Like I just can't catch a break. I buy that in the name of Jesus. I don't receive none of that. Not today. There was a day. Now there was a moment. There was a time. There was a season where I was a negative Nancy. And all I had to say was complaints and all I had to do was grumble and all I had to do was pity and woe is me and reiterate and replay my my brokenness or my or my problems and issues over and over again, but not today. See, that's a part of when you get when you start to heal, when you start to become a home, you like nah sis. No, you even gotta check yourself. Like even when I'm about to, I gotta be like, nah, sis, no, nah, we ain't doing that today. 
you got too much to be grateful for, right? And sometimes we do need to vent and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with venting. But the problem is when you want to park there. See, when you vent, because when you when you need to just release and get it off your chest, when you are experiencing life, when the storms are raging, when the difficult things are happening, when disappointment happens, when the bottom of, of life falls out, when there's an unexpected loss or when whatever goes awry, we do need to vent. But see, what we got to understand is when we are in those type of seasons that have those experiences, those are drive-by experiences. They ain't meant for us to park there. Sometimes we park there though. So when, even when the season begins to change and maybe whatever the storm was now has begun to calm and now you're not in it no more, but see, you're still mentally in it, right? Because you're still stuck in that place because you still you're still in park. You, need, you ain't even in neutral. You, you just still in part. And so that's a part of the healing process that we got to understand that there are things that we will have to heal from that may be from years ago. There may be some multiple layers of things. There may be multiple layers to one thing, you know, like, so we have to be okay with understanding that this process is a process. It will look different for everybody. And it's not a one and done. It's a, you know, especially depending on how deep, you know, the, the how deep the, the root is of the issue, right? You, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And that's okay. It's okay. We just can't be stuck there. You know, it's okay. We just got to learn. And sometimes we need somebody else to pull us out. And so this is what I'm doing, right? So I'm like your, you know, I'm like your midwife. You know what I mean? You you need to be in labor. You're about to birth the new version of yourself. And all my job is, is to come alongside of you and to help assist you, right? To birth that new version of you, right? I'm here to coach you in a, the, nope, let's breathe. Let's stop. Let's wait. Take a moment. Wait, take your mind off the pain. You can't keep thinking about the pain. You got to, you know, focus on something else, right? I'm here to just help you to, to, to refocus and recenter. So you're able to birth this thing, right? Because I'm interested in, in your process. I'm interested in, in, in you becoming the best version of you, not just me, because I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be at, at the, at the, what they can call the top, right? I don't want to be the heel version of me. I don't want to be the whole version of me. I don't want to be the best version of me. And I don't have no people around me who we can, we can celebrate together. It's for us, right? This is about us. So every time I get up here on this podcast and I release content, even though it may be for my personal story, it is meant to be encouraging or to be relatable, to understand like I'm living real life too. I'm experiencing real life too. And sometimes when you've experienced life in a certain dynamic for so long, you just get settled in it. It becomes, you begin to adopt it as your identity. So sometimes just making the choice to say, I want to redefine my worth. I'm no longer going to stay in that low place. I'm no longer going to stay in that place of despair, in that place of desperation, right? I'm no longer going to stay in that abusive situation. I'm no longer going to stay in these things that don't serve me. I'm no longer going to stay in places where they don't see my value. I'm no longer going to, I'm going to choose me and I'm going to choose the best version of me and I'm going to choose to do the work. That, see, that is something to celebrate because for some of us, that it, it took us a long time to get there. It took me a long time. And so that's that's the thing you need to celebrate. You made the choice. You see, you see that, wait a minute, something about this situation is not right. Something about this situation, something needs to change. And maybe that thing is me. 
Because how many of us know that it's so easy to point the finger at somebody else or look at somebody else and point out their faults and where they need to change or where they need to work on themselves? But it's very difficult to put the mirror in your own face and look at you and say, ooh, I need to change. Maybe the reason why I keep being in these situations is because of my choices. Maybe the reason why they keep treating me like this is because I allow it. Maybe the reason why I haven't seen any growth in this area is because I've gotten so comfortable. Maybe. So when you begin to see you and the areas that you need to work on, and then not only do you see it, but now you you accept responsibility and you say, I'm going to do something about it. That is, that is, that is phenomenal. Literally, that is phenomenal, sis. So if that's you, if today your day, I celebrate you. If tomorrow your day, I celebrate you because that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to get to that place because there are many women who die and they are still broken. They die and they are still wounded. They die and they're still angry. They're still bitter, right? They're still stuck in places and spaces from umpteen years ago and they never got free and that don't have to be you. That don't got to be you. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for just the Lord trusting me with this assignment and him doing it for me. Like, again, I'm in the process too. So I'm not talking to y'all from like a, a, you know, from something I heard or from a place of, you know, a a hearsay or something I read in a book. I'm speaking to y'all from real life experience. And that's why I I be so transparent for y'all to see. It's not just y'all. Y'all not just struggling with that. That ain't just happened to you. That's not just a part of your past. That thing that you think is so horrible, you ain't the only one who got one, right? So you can understand that just in the same way that I'm walking this out, you can too. And you don't have to do it alone. We can do it together. So that's what Purity After Promiscuity is all about. It's for us coming together, locking arms, right? And just moving, advancing forward and becoming the best version of us, redefining our worth, right? So today's episode is, do you really believe? Now I have to pose the question because as much as we're here and I'm talking about redefining our worth and the ways to do it and the process and what it looked like and giving some tips and tools and, you know, um, all of the things, the, the real question is, do you really believe that you can be healed? Like, do you really believe that? Do you really believe you're worthy? Because if you don't believe it, nothing I say on here is going to make a difference. I don't have no magic potion. I don't have no magic formula. There's nothing I can do on here for you other than to encourage you, to edify you, to walk alongside you, you know, to give you wisdom, the tips and tools. But what I can't do, I can't make you believe. That's on you, sis. And so when I was thinking about that, because I really posed the question to myself last night, because when you begin to walk in your healing and you begin to become whole, and then when the Lord starts revealing like some of his plans for your life, and, and these things can be like huge, right? They can be amazing. And you can start thinking to yourself like, is, is that really God? You know what I mean? Like, would God really say that about me? Like, cause don't he know, like, don't he know what I used to do? Don't he know where I came from? Don't he know the type of person I was? Like, don't he know those, all them walk-in closets the skeletons I got would he would he really tell me that he gonna do this thing for me 
Nah, that ain't got because you know your 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 flesh, your 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 mind, your inner critic wants to begin to contradict that, right? Like, mm -mm. and even sometimes it can be the enemy, right? Just planting that seed of doubt. Like, nope, he ain't say that to you. You ain't worthy. You too dark. You too dirty. You too damaged. You know, right? That happened for the perfect girls, the girls who don't do the stuff you did, the girls who got it all together, the girls who you know who got the this and that, and, and, and it becomes this thing where you're comparing yourself. Now there's competition. Now you have doubt. You have unbelief. You not now. You you're critical of yourself, you're judging yourself, and it just turns into this kind of weird thing. Because at the end of the day, everything you do, you gotta believe in it. What is it that you really gonna put your all in to that you don't believe in? Like, let's sit and think about that for a minute. I'm a Christian. And I'm a Christian because I believe in it. So I devote the time, I devote the, the energy, I, I, I take part, you know, I do what's expected of me. I make choices, right? I make the choices to give the all, everything that I can give, you know, to what I believe in, right? Because I believe in it. This podcast, I believe in your breakthrough. I believe in redefining my worth. I believe in becoming the best version of me. So I get up here and I don't just get up here on Fridays and talk about these things. I actually walk this stuff out daily and no, it's not always perfect. Yes. Sometimes I, I drop the ball and you know, sometimes I am having a battle with doubt and, and unbelief and having to cast down these high imaginations and, and all of these thoughts that's trying to fill my mind with everything other than what God said about me. But at the end of the day, I believe it. So I stick at it. I have a wherewithal. I stick with it. Even when I don't feel like it, even when I'm drained, even when I'm tired, even when I feel like I don't have nothing to say, I get up here because I believe in it. And I've got to tell you that when it comes to you redefining your worth, you have to believe it. You have to believe that you really can be whole, that you really can be healed. That you really can discover your identity and walk in purpose and destiny. You got to believe that God's plans towards you really are for good. You got to believe that he really wants you to be blessed and happy. You got to believe it. You got to believe that some man will come into your life and he will truly love you. And he won't abuse you. And he won't take advantage of you. And he won't cheat on you. And he won't hurt you. That his whole sole purpose there is to love you. You got to believe that. You got to believe that not every person is out to get you. That every person's intentions and motives is not to get something from you. That some people just genuinely want to come into your life and add value. You got to believe that. You got to believe that you're not always going to be where you're even at right now. That you can see yourself in the future and the future is bright. You got to believe that. If you do not believe it, sister, I'm sorry to let you know. There is no guru. There is no expert. There is no preacher. There is no teacher. There is nobody that is going to be able to change your circumstance because it starts with you and your mind has to change first. We often believe that our circumstance must change for our mind to change. Like, okay, well, when I get the relationship or when I get married, you know, that's when, you know, I'll change. Or when I get that, when I get that job or when I start that business or when, when I, when I start seeing some profit from the business, when I, you know, when I do this, that, and the third, right? That's when you think your mind is going to change. No, it's not. 
your mind needs to change first. And so, um, I did a video the other day, um, and it was talking about God resurrecting dead things. And, um, in that he brought to my mind, Sarah. And if many of you may know who Sarah is, um, Abraham's wife, and those of you who don't know, who are not Christians or, um, never heard of the Bible or Sarah or Abraham, um, not trying to convert you by any stretch of the imagination, but again, I always give the disclaimer, this is not a Christian podcast. However, I am a Christian. And so a lot of what I say and do is going to, is going to be founded on my, my truth. And my truth is my biblical principles and what I believe the Bible says and what I believe God says. So with that being said, um, again, you don't have to be a Christian to listen to this podcast and, and it's okay if you don't want to listen to it. I'm not offended. I respect it. I respect your um, position and I just pray that you respect mine. So without further ado, um, so Sarah and Abraham, we find these um, people in Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible um, and around Genesis 12. And in Genesis 12, that's when we see God comes to her husband, Abram, at the time that was his name and tell him he just disrupted his whole life. <laughs> he was living a pretty good life at the time. Um, he was, you know, he was settled in his family. You know, he was the firstborn to his father's, um, you know, to his to his family. So he was the next in line to be the patriarch from um receiving the birthright from his father you know he was success he had some success he had a wife you know he had service he had you know um people in his household you know and in that culture he was pretty he was pretty well to do right really pretty settled you know he wasn't poor he wasn't you know in a position of need you know it seems like he was pretty you know sufficient you know he was like you know he was living he was living a pretty all right life and god comes and disrupts that whole thing and be like okay I need you to come and I need you to leave all of this, leave everybody you know, leave your father, leave your whole family, leave it what's all comfortable, what's all familiar, leave your land, leave it all. Because see, back then they didn't do that. Like today, we live in a time where, you know, you get 18, you go off to college, you might go across the country, you may go out the country, or you just get 18 and you want to move away, or you decide to just leave. Back then in that culture, they didn't do that because they understood the value of the family and they really were big on the family and the lineage and the bloodline and keeping together, right? That's why um, we can see a lot of other cultures that may migrate here to America and they may all stay together or they all live like on the same block and they're very close knit or they start a business and they all work for each other and together in the business because they understand the power of unity, right? And unity being in the family and preserving the, the, the bloodline. So, you know, that was what it was all about back then. So it was not normal to just get up and just leave, take all your family and just go somewhere else. That was just unusual. And so God comes to him and tell him to do this unusual thing. Like, and furthermore, he's the, he, um, I believe he was the oldest, I think, um, of his father's son. So then that really carried a lot of weight because he would have been the, the, the firstborn to receive the double, um, the blessing and the birthright. And so it's a lot of things that came with, um, you know, being a male and being the firstborn male in that culture so yeah a lot of things that he was probably looking forward to and he could have he could have been comfortable and resting assured like when his time came you know he was gonna be great right and so but god was like nope i got a different plan i need you to get up pack up everything pack up your whole house and leave go somewhere i'm not telling you where i'm want you to go i just want you to go and the bible says he did it 
And so, um, further down in this story, a couple of times, um, we, we find out that his wife is barren, that they don't have any children because she wasn't able to produce. And the Bible is really specific about she was barren. So it's safe to say the problem was not him. It was her. And so when God told him to leave, he's like 75, she's like 65. They, so she had been barren for all her life. Um, and I'm sure that brought a lot of shame to her. I'm sure that brought a lot of condemnation. I'm, I'm sure it brought a lot of guilt. I'm sure it brought um, people, you know, looking down on her, taunting her, you know, all of those things. Because that was really big in that culture, right? So um, moving forward, though. So when God comes and tells them, after he tells them to leave, he gives him a bunch of promises. He gives the husband a bunch of promises of what he's going to do through him and for him, right? And then eventually God reveals that he's going to give them a promise of a son. Now, the, what's unusual about that is, like I said, this man is 75 and she's 65. And here you have God coming telling them that they're going to have a son. And so what's significant what God revealed to me the other day about this is, is see, it's all about being settled in, in, in your circumstances. Because he revealed to me that the reason why he, he needed to let them know when he told them, because first of all, when he told them the promise, it was already at an impossible time. Even if Sarai was not barren, at 65, sis, we ain't having kids. You like beyond menopause years, you in retirement, you literally like, if you still doing the do, you you good. You know what I'm saying? Because 65, come on now. And so it was already an impossible situation, but probably was even much more hurtful and impossible to her was the fact that she had been barren for these 65 years. So that's speaking to some of us, our situations where we've been barren for years and see sometimes when you barren and you experience disappointment for years or maybe you didn't try to give birth to something for years and you can never see it right it seems like it, you just can never conceive and then you just begin to give up and you begin to get settled that i'm just never going to give birth to nothing See, that's what was Sarah's mindset. Sarah had a mindset where she was barren in her mind. So that means she was talking barren. That means she was thinking barren. That means she was walking barren because she has settled in her circumstance. She allowed her circumstance to become her identity. So when God came to her via her husband and said, you're going to have a son, God was trying to get to her to shift her mindset from barrenness to birth. Because see, that's what God does a lot of times. He don't just change our outward situation first. He got to change our mind. That's why the Bible say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind needs to be renewed. You have to start believing it first in your mind. That's why I posed the question, do you really believe? See, he needed her to believe. And see, we if if you're familiar with the story, if not, you can go read Genesis 12 and um, the next um few chapters because it's all about their story and eventually you know it says he believed which is interesting it says abraham believed abram believed god right and it was accredited to him as righteousness the funny thing is it doesn't say she believed god which i think is interesting because really it's her womb that's barren apparently he don't have no seed issue his seed his, his seeds is marching the issue is with her but see the funny thing is it said he believed god because when you're married you are one and she didn't really necessarily have to have the same level of faith he did he had enough faith that when he believed it was accredited to him as righteousness because she was still struggling because how many of us know that you've been in a situation so long you've been barren so long you've been defeated so long that when somebody starts speaking life to that 
situation is hard to believe. It'd be hard to believe it. I know I'm there. I've been there. And so over time, they had to wait 24 years. So now you, you, you got God coming to you and you already settled in this barrenness. You already thinking barren. You already walking barren. You already talking barren. You already had just made peace with the fact you're going to be barren. Now here he come trying to resurrect this dead dream, this dead, this dead desire that you had, that you probably held on for so as long as you could. And you, it probably hurts you to your core to, to really reconcile in your mind that I'm just not going to get this thing. I'm just not going to give birth to that. I'm not going to see this in my lifetime. I'm not going to accomplish that thing. And so you make peace with yourself and you settle in your mind that I'm just not going to have it. And then God comes and he begins to awaken it. <laughs> and not only does he awaken it, then you have to wait. They waited 24 years. And in the midst of their waiting, see, they began, she grew weary. Because, see, when you read that word, when you read the um, the Bible, it says that she she approached her husband with this grandiose idea. Let's, let, let, let's just go ahead and help God out because he's taking too long or maybe he's busy. I don't know. Let's just go ahead and make our own baby. So, here, take my take my, maid, my maid servant, marry her, sleep with her, get a baby. Now, I got me a baby by adoption and we all good. And, and we just going to expect God to bless it because he did say he was going to give us a baby. So, I mean, we just, because that's what we do. You, you do, you make your own choices. God might reveal to you a little bit of the plan, but he don't reveal the details. So you think you can go help him out with the details. He don't want your help. Okay. So they get, she get weary, but again, it says she did. It doesn't really say him, but he, he complied because he wanted to make her happy. And then what happened? The thing began to cause her grief. And then she get angry and she cast the very thing out that she wanted. Because how many of us know that when we try to birth it in our own way, in our own, with our own hands, it will cause us grief. And now we want to reject the very thing that we made. So it got to the point where the time had drawn near. The time had drawn near for the promise to actually be manifested because see, even though they got weary and they tried to create it in their own way and that went how it went, it didn't stop God's word because God said that his word is he, that it doesn't return to him void. So when he give you a promise, it don't matter how long it takes, it's going to happen. Even if it, it seemed like that thing dead. So then when it came time and the angels came and, and was visiting Abram and Sarah and Sarai, and again, God reiterated his promise because over time, he reiterated it a couple of times that you will have a son. You will have a son with your own wife or your own loins, you know, this and that. And so this last time when the angel of the Lord came and said, listen, you are going to have by this time next year, you will have a son. And she was eavesdropping and she overheard the conversation and she overheard the, the, the angel of the Lord saying that to her husband and she laughed. Why did she like? Because that's what some of us do. God gives you a vision or he begins to awaken that dead dream, that dead vision, that dead hope, that dead desire. And we laugh like, God, no, you ain't going to do that. That's crazy. Like after all this time, that thing dead and gone. Like that's over with. My season for that is over. I'm just, I'm cool. I'm, I'm content now. Like you, you, we, we reject it. We laugh because we just really don't believe. So she laughed. She laughed because even though now God didn't just give a promise, he gave a promise and he gave a time frame. Woo! That's good. I don't know if it's good to you, but it's good to me. 
He gave not just a promise. See, the first time he came, he just gave the promise. They didn't know it was going to involve a 24-year wait. The, the other couple times he came, again, he just reiterated the promise. This time, it was different because he gave a promise and a time frame. He said, this time next year, you will have a son. And see, how many of us know that time is involved when things ha- when, when of the things of God, right? There's always a time frame. But there is some time where God give you a word and he give you the time it's going to happen. But here's my question. If God came to you, daughter, if God came to you, sis, today and told you that your dream life, the life that you've just been dreaming about since you were a child, the, the life that you just know God placed in your heart, that that dream, that vision, right? That destiny that you, that you, it was like at one point it was so vivid in your mind like you could see it. But then time happened. And as time went on, you begin to dwindle and to the point you phased out. And now God come back to you and he say, daughter, that dream right there, that promise that I gave you all them years ago, I'm about to make that thing happen. And I'm about to make that thing happen by this time next year. Would you believe it? If God said to you, that husband you've been praying, um, that you've been believing for, I know you don't pray no more. I know you think all men are dogs. I know you think it's never going to happen for you. I know you think that no man is even looking at you or checking for you. But I'm telling you, daughter, that I'm visiting you. And when I visit you, that by this time next year, or maybe he might say by next week, or maybe he might say by tomorrow, you will have your husband. Would you believe? Maybe you've been sick in your body. Maybe you've been deflicted in your soul, right? Maybe you've been tormented in your mind ever since you can remember. And you got settled to the place that you just out of your mind. You're just crazy. That's just how I am. You know, I'm too old to change. I'm just set in my ways. You know, I'm never going to, you know, that like that's not going to never happen for me. And you begin to speak this defeat and this death over yourself. But God say, daughter, no, your season is here. Your due season is now. And I'm about to heal you. And I'm about to set you free. And I'm about to exalt elevate you and I'm about to recover you daughter and it's gonna happen to you next month would you believe If God came to you and said, daughter, no longer are you going to struggle with your self-esteem. No longer are you going to struggle with your identity. No longer are you going to think less than yourself. You're going to see yourself the way I see you. You're going to have that confidence. You're going to have that confident hope in who you are. You're not going to settle. You're not going to accept less than. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in authority. You're going to walk boldly, right? You're going to be the woman that you know you desire to be, who I called you to be. You're going to be her. And you're going you're gonna to do great and mighty things. And I'm going to use you. And you're going to go to, you know, you're going to go around to the nations and you're going to minister to people and you're going to stand before kings and princes and all of these things. And if he said that to you and he said, and it's going to happen in six months, would you believe it? Because here's the problem. For those of us who are Christians and, and period, because it's just a principle, right? Here's the thing about the principles uh, in, that's in the Bible. You don't have to be a Christian for, to, to be able to work them. They work because they're principles. A lot of people in the world work these principles and that's why we see the fruit in their life and they don't even know they're working the principles. They're just doing it. But because a principle is a principle, it works. The thing about it is if you don't believe how many successful people started from the bottom, but they believed in their mind, they saw the vision And they were willing to come in agreement with the vision, even when they was in the place of lack. And they took the steps forward in faith. And that's why they're living their dream life right now. How many? 
Sister, I'm telling you. Do you really believe that you're going to be the best version of yourself? Do you really believe you're redefining your work? Do you really believe there can be purity after promiscuity? Do you really believe after you done slept with however many men you done slept with, maybe too many you can count that you can really recover from that? Do you really believe there's a man who will accept you, who will love you, who will adore you, who will cherish you? Single mothers, do you really believe that those of you who got kids, whether they got the same daddy or different daddies, if you got 10 kids, 5 kids, it doesn't matter. But do you really believe that as a man, who has the capacity to love you and your children like there he is do you really believe sister who's been in lack and poverty her whole life being you know cast down and not never having enough and always borrowing and robbing peter to pay paul do you ever do you really believe that you will see yourself and you can be debt free and you can be financially literate and you can be wealthy do you believe Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. If you don't believe it, if you yourself, I can believe it for you. And I do. But it's not my life. My faith can only go so far for you. You got to believe. You got to see. You got to know. You got to be able to declare it over yourself. You've got to be able to speak to your circumstance and tell the mountain whatever is preventing you from seeing that vision, that life manifest, that promise, that blessing, whatever it is, the healing, the wholeness, whatever it is, the salvation, the salvation of a family member, whatever. You got to have a faith to tell that mountain to move, to be ye cast into the sea and it has to go. You got to be, you got to believe that you're not going to always be tormented in your mind. So maybe that means now you got it. Now that you believe, now you got to actually go get some counseling, get some therapy. You got to believe that a man will accept you baggage and all damage and all. But you got to stop sleeping with men. You got to stop keep serial dating men. You got to be alone for a season and go through the process. How can a man come into your life when you already got one there? See, because when you actually believe in a thing, you walk different. You move different. Because everything you do now is in sync with what you believe. So if you believe in to be healed of the affliction or the affirmity, you know, you're going to start. Maybe, yeah, they give you medication. Maybe you do got to see a specialist or a doctor. You know, maybe there is a treatment that they prescribe for you. But maybe you also stop just accepting the report and, and just laying defeated and, and believing that you maybe you start getting up. Maybe you start going for a walk. Maybe you start eating healthy. Maybe you start deciding you're going to work out. Maybe you, you do something. That the only the hill version that you can do. Do you believe? Because again, I can't believe for you. And nobody else can. Your mama, your daddy, your kids, your husband, your boyfriend, your friends, you know, your pastor, your minister, your confidant, your counselor, whoever else. They cannot. The relationship guru, the relationship coach, you know, all of these people, none of these people can believe for you. Only you can. It's your life. 
And you got to sit down and ask yourself the question, what, what do you really believe? Do you really believe these things? Do you really believe that it could happen for you? Do you really believe you're not forgotten? That God just has not overlooked you? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe you can have ownership? Do you really believe that you can be a, have a, be an entrepreneur and have a successful business? Do you really believe you could be a good mother? Do you really believe you could be a good wife? Do you really believe you'll be a wife? If you're desiring to be a mother, do you really believe you'll be a mother? How are you mothering already? What do you believe? Because what you believe is gonna it's gonna show up in your actions, and see, and eventually, what you what you how what you. Seeing your actions is what you're going to see in your life. So the question is, do you really believe? Sis, I know life happens. I do. I've experienced life happening. And I know sometimes it could just be hard to believe. Sometimes you feel like you didn't heard these things before. Sometimes you, you you think to yourself, well, I didn't got excited about a thing before. And then I just ended up disappointed. So I don't even want to believe again because I'm afraid to be disappointed because I may not recover this time. And I know how you feel because I've been there. And, and the truth be told, I still struggle with that in certain areas. Um, but I do want to encourage you, sister. I just really want to encourage you that if it's just a little faith, that's all it, it got. It's just a little belief. Believe in you. Believe in the ability for you to recover. Believe in the ability for you to come out. Believe in the ability for you to be free. Believe and believe that that is God's will for you. God is not up in heaven thriving on people being oppressed and bound. People being in lack and bondage. That's, that's not what he desires, right? Whether you believe in him or not. See, that's the thing. You don't have to believe in him, but he believes in you. And he created you for a purpose. And he loves you. And he has he wants the very best for you because he's a loving father. So even if it's just a little faith, I pray that you would find it. That even this podcast today, that it just can ignite that faith in you. That it can just help you to just, uh, just to cross over. Maybe you're on the threshold, on the brink of it. Maybe you're on the cusp of it. And you just need that little bit of faith to take you over into that destiny. To take you over into that new beginning. To take you over into your healing. And so my hope is that this podcast can do that for you, sister. I know it's hard. I know it hurts. I know it can bring up a lot of emotion. But I'm believing that this time... You won't get disappointed. And so I'm just thankful for you all. I hope and I pray this really encouraged somebody. I pray that this resonated with somebody because I felt this really strongly in my spirit today. And I needed to release it on the podcast because I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. And so the thing about it is you got to believe. You got to really believe. You have to. No matter what, no matter if you've never seen it, no matter if you're the first one in your family, no matter what, how big, how impossible it seems, you just have to believe. We we see people all the time in media or, or on social media or news or the TV, whatever, that just have a, an amazing testimony, right? Of just the miraculous happen. And that could be you. 
And so I just, I don't know, I just, I just am really just feeling so strongly just to admonish you all to, to just, just, you gotta do, do an internal check. What do you believe? Are you really believing? Do you really believe it? Or do you just say it because it sounds nice? Do you just say it hoping you will believe it one day? Or do you really believe it in your heart of hearts, right? Because that's where you need to be. So I just thank you all for joining me on today's episode. Um, do you really believe? And just, again, hope this um, encouraged somebody. Hope this edified somebody, strengthened somebody today. Um, of course, you always can contact me. I would love to hear from you. You guys, I just thrive on just seeing every stream like I said so it's so valuable and so important to me so just to connect with you guys and be able to personally conversate and um you know and, and just literally not just always be sitting here talking at a a, a phone <laughs> um, but to be able to make that connection you know that's something that I um, definitely am looking forward to so feel free to reach out to me there is a Facebook page called redefining a woman's worth you can go there. You can directly message me. You can um, go to the website. You can email me at um, purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. You can go to Instagram. I'm there at Janelle Renee underscore one. And also on Facebook as Janelle Renee. And so, uh, I'm sorry, it's Janelle Wolf. <laughs> I'm on um, Instagram as Janelle Renee. But yes, many ways you can contact me. You can reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. You guys are valuable. You mean so much to me. And I will definitely um, respond and reach out. So please feel free if you need just to talk about something, if you need more encouragement, if you need you know me to just pray for you, whatever it is, sister, I'm here. I'm available. And so I just ask, um, you know, that you guys, you know, take me up on the offer if you need it. And if not, you know, I'll just talk to you next time. Um, and as always, just know your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.